I'm Pastor Brian Paulson, and this is The Message. We're glad you're listening here in Libertyville, in Lake County, or around the world. Center your heart now with the prayer for illumination. Listen deeply to the scripture and allow the message to speak God's word for your life. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The first scripture reading for today is from Isaiah 40, verses 21 through 31. So often we turn away from sharing our hearts and lives because we've grown weary from the demands of life. This passage speaks of the never-ending supply of strength and encouragement that God offers to those whose trust is placed in God. Let this reading renew your strength and inspiration. Isaiah 40, 21 through 31. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? Wasn't it announced to you from the beginning? Haven't you understood since the earth was founded? God inhabits the earth's horizon. Its inhabitants are like locusts. God stretches out the skies like a curtain and spreads it out like a tent for dwelling. God makes dignitaries useless and the earth judges into nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, Scarcely is their shoot rooted in the earth when God breathes on them and they dry up. The windstorm carries them off like straw. So to whom will you compare me and who is my equal, says the Holy One. Look up at the sky and consider who created these. The one who brings out their attendants one by one, summoning each one of them by name. Because of God's great strength and mighty power, not one is missing. Why do you say, Jacob, and declare Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my God ignores my predicament? Don't you know? Haven't you heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't grow tired or weary. His understanding is beyond human reach, giving power to the tired and reviving the exhausted. Youths will become tired and weary. Young men will certainly stumble. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will fly up on wings like eagles. They will run and not be tired. They will walk and not be weary. This is the end of the first reading of scripture today. May God put this reading to our use. The second scripture lesson for today is from Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. The work of Jesus is gospel medicine. He heals, casts out demons, and preaches good news. He tells his disciples that is his purpose. The passage begins with a healing that puts a woman in motion with purpose. 
Listen to the active purpose that flows through this practice. What are we ready to get up and do? Mark chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. After leaving the synagogue, Jesus, James, and John went home with Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed, sick with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He went to her, took her by the hand, and raised her up. The fever left her, and she served them. That evening at sunset, people brought to Jesus those who were sick or demon-possessed. The whole town gathered near the door. He healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases, and he threw out many demons. But he didn't let the demons speak because they recognized him. Early in the morning, well before sunrise, Jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer. Simon and those with him tracked him down. When they found him, they told him, everyone's looking for you. He replied, let's head in the other direction to the nearby villages so that I can preach there too. That's why I've come. He traveled throughout Galilee preaching in their synagogues and throwing out demons. This is the end of our reading of scripture for today. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Before I begin, I just want to say, um, if I hadn't known or hadn't heard, I know for sure now. Thank you, choir, for lifting up that verse. It really brought to life the reading as... Uh, you led us into Isaiah there, Carmen. Thank you for that. I'm going to turn to the, uh, to the other passage in Mark to begin with and, and just invite you into the kind of wondering that I was having as I was reading this. I wondered, what did Simon say? You ever play that game? Yeah. What did Simon say? You know, I hope that Simon said this, Mom, why don't you rest? We can take care of the dishes. But in a world where even the name of Simon's wife is not given to us in this story, somehow I'd bet that he did not make that offer. Or if he had, his mother-in-law would have said, I've seen the way you clean up. Sit down. It's easier to do it myself. Yeah? I have a feeling I know this woman. Do you? I mean, uh, even without knowing her name, I know this woman. Let me tell you about my mother. Uh, she's in her mid-80s, and uh, she just cannot help herself. Uh, whenever I go visit her, I... I get up in the morning and I go to cook my own breakfast but for many many visits it was a, a game of bumper cars in the kitchen between my mother and I because she just had to hover around and make sure that I did all right in preparing my meal she couldn't help herself love sets her soul into action 
Now, I'm going to credit this nameless mother-in-law in Scripture as having that same noble impulse. Love sets her soul in action. We're told before Jesus arrived that she was living with a fever. Now, if you study the Scriptures, you soon figure out that fever was more than just a physical medical condition When the Bible's telling a story and it mentions fever, more often than not, they're implying also, rightly or wrongly, they're implying a spiritual illness. Now, this story falls in the middle of a set of stories about people and communities who were afflicted. Jesus casts out demons. Jesus heals the fever. People get up and go. Love sets souls in action. And friends, that is what we celebrate today on our Volunteer Appreciation Sunday. Love sets souls in action. Now, as Black History Month begins, I want to celebrate another woman whose soul was set in action. There are so many good and contemporary heroes today. I hope you will nevertheless forgive me by choosing a historic character whom I have admired since first reading about her as a child. Harriet Tubman believed that God was directly involved with her life. She had frequent visions that came in a trance-like state that afflicted, affected her spirit. Now, this feverish state was most probably a temporal lobe epilepsy caused by a two-pound weight that went crushing into her skull when she was just a teenage girl. That weight was being thrown at another person who was enslaved and trying to evade capture by running away. But the weight missed him and fell on Harriet, this young enslaved teenage girl. Now, her story has always inspired me. That traumatic moment transformed her life. By faith, she believed that it even raised her spiritual sensibilities. It strengthened her faith that God would touch her life, be engaged with her life, and give her the power of purpose. Harriet Tubman overcame despair and every obstacle, persisting and finding a way to make her way to freedom in Philadelphia where slavery was illegal. But you know, the thing about Harriet is that that freedom was not something she hoarded unto herself. Her freedom, derived out of her persistent faith, was a source of courage to set others free by means of what came to be known as the Underground Railroad, a pathway to freedom that at one point even ran right through our own Lake County, Illinois. The power of purpose set priorities 
for her life. Her labors reflected the priorities of purpose that the freedom of faith gives to the human heart. Now, I want to pause for a moment and just look at and highlight, focus on three words in verse 31 of our gospel reading today. It says that Jesus raised her up. Jesus took her hand and raised her up. This simple act is a priority of faith. If we look at our calendar and we now suddenly just use our imagination to leap across the whole season of Lent, we'll land in Holy Week, and we see the work of God at play when Jesus is cast into a tomb. He was dead, but God raised him up. Scripture tells us he is the first fruit of resurrection. Indeed, all of us go down to the grave, but the promise of God is to raise us up. Friends, the point and purpose of faith is to rise. So the prophet Isaiah assures us that we shall rise up with wings like eagles. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Just like a mother eagle, God sweeps beneath us to raise us up as we in our catastrophes cling to the pinions of those wings, the wings of God's love for us. God lifts us up And love sets souls in action. Jesus took her hand. Jesus raised her up. And immediately, her soul was in action. I love that about the Gospel of Mark. Things just happen right away. The Gospel medicine that we see here takes immediate effect. Now, I got to tell you that I am bothered by Simon and the other men in this story. I'm bothered that the narrator doesn't describe men doing what I consider to be the Christian thing, trying to encourage Simon's mother-in-law to rest. But if I set aside my many problems inherent in this patriarchal setting, one thing is certainly clear... This amazing woman put a priority on service. Jesus raised her up. And then she lifted up others for their service. Now, back in the year 2022, in our congregation, we had a number of listening circles. We listen to one another, search out what God is calling us to do and to be. And there was a general affirmation of a Christian tenet that Presbyterians cherish to affirm what we call the equipping of the saints for ministry. And in our case, the congregation said it wanted to own the ministry and commit itself to the work of ministry, not outsourcing it to staff or a handful of officers. 
This passage is an affirmation of what we celebrate today as a congregation. Volunteers rising up to help others rise up so that we all might rise up to a priority of raising others up. Every one of you whom we are celebrating today as a volunteer in the life of our congregation is engaged in the priority of faith to raise others up. Jesus raised up that fine woman, and she raised others up. As we read on in this story, people started flooding into Simon's house, needing to rise up and beyond their own fevered afflictions. And it tells us in Scripture a whole village was involved. But something powerful should not be missed. Now, in other verses of the Bible, we see Jesus healing on the Sabbath because he puts people first. But here, the village, by its choice, waits until sunset at the conclusion of the Sabbath, the Lord's Day, because Jesus' work was not the simple act of some charismatic character. What he was doing was the work of the power of God, who is the Lord of the Sabbath. And Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the human one, the Son of God, the healer, individually, he immediately, when the sun rose, he went away to pray. Mark is showing us who are reading this passage, showing us the community observing its Sabbath, the morning prayer of the individual Jesus, the priority of God first, and the necessity to align our lives both as a community on the Sabbath and as individuals every day to align our lives in prayer with the greater purposes of God. You know, Christians are not busy just for the sake of being busy. We serve because the love of God sets our souls in action. Finding Jesus, the disciples found him as he was out praying. They said, hey, Jesus, there are even more people looking for you back in the village. But the priority of his purpose continued. And he said, now let's head in the other direction, to the nearby villages, so that I can preach there too. Why did he do this? because his healing work had already begun. Simon's mother-in-law was raised and lifting others up. A whole village found healing, and they were raising others up, equipping the saints for ministry. Volunteers of God's priority of grace. That's what believers have done since the time of Jesus throughout history, right through people like Harriet Tubman, and right through to each one of us who gathers here today. Each of you has set a priority of purpose 
to lift others up by participating in the life of this congregation. Now, if you're new to our community here and you're joining our church, we encourage and celebrate you as you can work with us to become a beloved community for others, uprooting racism and every other fevered affliction we face. You can lift somebody up because God is lifting you up. So take time to pray. Make time for Sabbath worship. And then just get up and go. Lift somebody up. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening on our podcast or through our YouTube playlist of sermons. Be sure to forward this message to someone who you believe is seeking God's word today.